Holy smokes, we're back. Hi. So back. After a slam into the table. <laughs> Jared's kind of I'm back. I'm so back. That's Jared. Hello. Say hello, Jared. And hello. Who's that over there? I'm Kelly. Oh, Hi. Kelly. I'm Nick. What's up? Hey, everybody. Yep, we're here to talk about stuff related to comics or something. What are we doing? Comics? comics. Video games? No, not video games. We could. Comic-related stuff? I've been playing a lot of video games. Have you? Yeah, man. What, what did you play? Um, I've been playing Mordor still for like three months in a row. From oh, is this Shadows of Mordor? Oh, no. No, this is the terrible 2D game from 1995. That what? I can't stop playing. <laughs> what it's, is it? It's called Mordor, The Depths of Dejanal, and you just <laughs> go into a dungeon that's like, not random, but like all the monsters are random, and you just- Oh, is it like it. one of those ones where like a monster appears and you're like, fireball? Yeah. yeah. More like Runaway. Runaway. <laughs> yeah. But it's not text based, is it? No, that'd be it's, great. It's pretty close, though. It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, is there a text based Lord of the Rings game? I think there might have been an old one, actually. Is there? I would be I shocked b- if there was not. I bet there was. <laughs> That's like like 1960s nerds coding shit. It's like, That's like throw ring into lava. <laughs> uh, you hesitate. Lava <laughs> is not successful. What? No. <laughs> lava is very powerful. That's true. It is successful. Um, yeah. What do you guys been up to other than playing Mordor? Uh, I watched three Fast and Furious movies in yeah, two days. Yeah, which ones? Uh, whoa, 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 yeah, five, yeah. six, and seven. Those are the best ones? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The rest are pretty terrible. One's pretty good. Yeah. Tokyo Drift, man. Oh, Tokyo Drift is Tokyo awful. Tokyo Drift is great. So Fast and Furious was the <laughs> first DVD we ever owned in my family. <laughs> Why? Who bought it? My brother. <laughs> okay. He got a PlayStation 2 and all of a sudden was we could watch TV. No, no. It no. was a, you know, it's, know. it's just Point know. Break with cars. Yeah. So... I hated it because I don't like undercover cop movies because everyone's lying to each other and it makes me acutely uncomfortable. (laughs) But because we owned it and it was the only one we had, we watched it over and over again. So I never wanted to see another Fast and Furious movie. But um, I... I don't know. I've heard good things about it, and I like The Rock, and I wanted to see, you know, what Justin Lin has done since he's doing the new Star Trek. Uh, oh yeah. And I wanted to see what Gal Gadot has done since I right. won't go see Batman versus Superman. Oh god, it's <laughs> great. So yeah, I feel like I made the best decision. Oh yeah. Fast Five was definitely like the height of. The I don't know. The last one was pretty great. Seven was oh. insane. The one where they like drive drive between buildings in like Dubai or whatever. No, I, oh, I mean yeah, I feel like amazing. I feel like the end of six with the airplane, oh, like, right. yeah, which is the, like the eighteen thirty long minutes runway. long. Yeah, yeah <laughs> is like, pretty. This, this plane is going to take off in the next thirty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Watch out, everybody! That it's runway, pretty incredible. Oh, so good. I want to see like uh, somebody like do like a drawing of the runway. Yeah, <laughs> like, and based every, on how they could probably calculate like the speed did. of the plane. Every single person had a harpoon gun in that movie. That's true. <laughs> like. Probable number of harpoon guns. That's not probable. That's <laughs> well, planning. That's why they're professionals. Like the last few, they're basically just superheroes, except their like power is like their car. Yeah, right. They yeah. all have different cars. No way, man. Their so, power is their family. Their family. family. That's what I love. Their but no, so five, five is just a great heist movie. And oh, the yeah. end of seven is so bad. Oh well, I that mean CGI Paul Walker. What are you gonna oh, do? Yeah. I like that they. You know, they, they had to do something. That they didn't kill him. Yeah. Like, I expected him to, to die. To die, right. And like, I off was, camera? Yeah. And I was really <laughs> just delighted that they, like, you know, let right. let the character live on within that universe. It was so, the thing that made it, it bad really is that they used thing. the same shot, like, twice they of did. him. Well, <laughs> like, clearly they only had so much footage of right. him. And they kept showing him, like, throwing the child in the air right. over and over Well, I was like, <laughs> why don't they just do the one, the one <laughs> shot, and that's it. They don't have to do it twice. Um, yeah, it was really silly. But, yeah. yeah but still. still. I'm very excited for the next one. And for, oh, man. you know, <sighs> Star Trek, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> By extension. Have you seen his, his early film, Better Tomorrow? Who, Justin Lin? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, my gosh. It's great. It's just about, like, these Asian kids living in, Asian-American kids living in L.A., and things go terrible. It's amazing. <laughs> 
Uh, did we Warrior talk about Batman vs Superman? I don't think so. I don't know. Did, did, you guys see did any of us nope. see it? I saw it. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, do you want to talk go about on, it? sir? It was great. It was uh, great. No, it's mostly oh. terrible. But um, didn't have someone. I from liked Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, and I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. Those are the things that I have um, heard about it. Although I also else. heard that. You don't learn a great deal about Wonder Woman in it. No, no, she's just there. You heard she's she was, cool. You know, you learn that she was alive and during World War One, and yeah. that she she likes couture gowns. Right, <laughs> those are the things good. you learn. One of the funniest things is like, uh, like Wonder Woman's going to like stop Lex or Lex Luthor from like revealing her secret or whatever that she's Wonder Woman. But then like. He's got uh, like files on all the other like Justice League, like Cyborg and Flash. Oh, but yeah, the, Kevin told but, me about But that. all the files are like just uh, trailers for their movies. <laughs> no, they're just they're they have like little logos. So like, it's like, wait, did Lex Luthor like create all the Justice League logos? <laughs> he hired a graphic design firm. <laughs> yeah, because he's, so he's got like the Cyborg logo and the Flash logo. That's amazing. I was like, That's this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh it's great. Yeah, my I brother mean, asked me about it. He's like, I saw it. I got a lot of questions on my like, I still haven't seen it. He's like, a million extra characters show up for like two seconds and like all this weird like DC Universe stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have no idea what's going on. That's crazy. I'm also, sure 40% of films. the movie is dream sequences. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, heard man. that. <laughs> like sometimes I was like, is this a dream? I don't even know what's going oh, on. Oh, man. Here. If they did Inception level one, it's just like also deeper, the deeper, deeper. Batman is like really terrible at like planning stuff because he's like he's, he's like greatest detective he's like i'm everyone. going to kill superman like he wants to kill him right sure so like good for him what does he make he gets like all this giant rock of kryptonite and he makes little pellets that like are shoot out gas that like go into superman's face and he makes a, a kryptonite spear <laughs> i'm like why doesn't he just make kryptonite bullets he uses <laughs> a gun at some point <laughs> i was like why don't they just make kryptonite bullets just shoot him that's it <laughs> you don't have to do all this stupid that'd be hilarious uh, that would yeah. work because superman be like Clearly, bolts are going to bounce. Oh, do you guys know what happens at the end? Yeah, I, I don't know let's not give everything away. I just want to say it was a really stupid thing about it. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, I'll just assume it's, it's dumb. It. Yeah, well, all it, right. It involves a kryptonite and spear, and yeah, good it's enough. Stupid. Um, so that is our yeah. That's what we've been our discussion. So, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, go see it or not. Um, <laughs> now we'll talk about some other s- news from comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Batman Superman. <laughs> Possibly. It's just in. Uh, Fast and the Furious, still a thing. <laughs> still movies coming out. Just to out. be clear, Tokyo Drift apparently takes place between six, six and, and seven. seven. Yeah. So timeline straightened out, everybody. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> what do we have? DC announced that Gerard Way is getting his own like imprint at DC called yep. Young Animal. Uh, it sounds kind of cool. There's a Doom Patrol by him and Nick Darrington. There's what else? Uh, it's just a bunch of things. Shade the Changing Girl yeah. by Cecil Castellucci and Marley Zarconi. Who is? She's a, a effigy. Oh really? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Yay. So I'm really really like, psyched about names. that. Wait, which one is Effigy? Marley. Marley. Mm-hmm. Marley was the artist. Uh, that's cool. That right, was great. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a book called Cave Carson Has a Cybernetic Eye by Gerard Way and John Rivera, and the art by Michael Avon Homing. I don't know about how I feel about that. Yeah, I like the title. Um, yep. I think it is a sentence. And then Mother Panic, <laughs> written by Jody Hauser and Tommy Lee Edwards, is our on art. Uh, that's exciting. I like yep. Tommy Lee Edwards. I don't know if it's going to be on time, but yeah. 
It's like weird cool. stuff for the millennials, I think, is what the idea behind <laughs> I guess this so. is. Well, it's but... kind of weird because like Vertigo has been having so many weird stuff going on behind the scenes, a lot of failures. <laughs> they just fired their longtime replacement yeah, editor bones, who's right? been at DC for like 20 years or something. And that's Longer a whole, than that. whole nightmare yeah. going on there. So there was some, some speculation that Young Animal was supposed to be like a replacement style Vertigo. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, I assume this is not going to be creator own properties no which has been vertigo's biggest drawback in the image market right. so maybe they are maybe they're all just owned by yeah gerard way, gerard way. Um, well i mean shade the changing man i mean shade the changing change girl, girl is totally different yeah yeah so uh, we'll see. they're not right. giving that up well yeah apparently i think mother panic takes place in gotham too yeah that's the thing it's like no, people want to play with these toys but wants yeah. to own all of the things <laughs> you know well i guess these are things that are they're weird books that i think take place in the dc universe or at least some of them do uh Anyway, we'll see. Curious. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm see. sure we'll talk about them when they come out. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's all the news we have. Good enough. Except for Fast and the Furious 8. Coming out? Coming out next summer. Who's directing it? I don't know. Somebody new. Hey, isn't, it, isn't it still the guy who did the last one? Probably. Oh, that's James right. Wan? Seven was the James Wan, guy. yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Because Justin Blinn is doing Star Trek. Star Trek. Oh, oh wow. Good for him. Yeah. All right. Enough Star Trek and Fast and the Furious talk. Let's get on to some questions. All right. First up today, we have Fast and the Furious number one. No, wait, that's not a comic. Okay. Is there a Fast and the Furious comic? There can be. Oh man, maybe that's all what... we need is some combination of those words that hasn't been used. If that is possible, no, we just do an adaptation comic. of Tokyo yeah. Drift. No, I think we've killed the Fast and the Furious oh, joke. I no. think it's dead. It's not a joke. <laughs> we don't joke about Fast and the Furious around here. All right, we got Black Road number one by Brian Wood, Gary Brown, Dave McCraig. I was so, gonna say The Rock, but that'd be amazing. Um, yeah. I wish. What did, what did you think of Black Road, Jared? All right. Uh, it was good. Uh, so Brian Wood uh, did Northlanders, which was his Viking era uh, vaguely historical series uh, through Vertigo. Uh, and that wrapped up after 50 issues. And this is basically the same sort of thing with a little less historicalness. So he's not quite as concerned about, you know, did this fit in? This is just like in a Viking era type setting. <clears throat> and there's a dude, the, the subtitle is a Magnus the Black Mystery. So there's a super tough you know, kind of bruiser Viking dude named Magnus who is recruited by a uh, Christian bishop to escort him uh, to safety as they travel to the north. And so this is basically like in the time when Christianity is just first coming into the kind of outer areas where the Vikings are following the Norse gods. And, of course, there's a lot of violence, uh, some character setups of people he hasn't seen in a while, and a twist as to what the uh, bishop is really doing on this trip. Uh yeah, so yeah, not a lot happens. It's very yeah. much just like here's this guy, here's this person, and then they're gonna go to this place. Yeah, for some reason this didn't quite grab me as much as the Northlanders ones. Maybe because the Northlanders were trying to be a little more historical. This one is a little more vague as to right. is this set somewhere? Is this a real thing or what? Um, but uh, the action was pretty awesome. Uh, I thought you know for the kind of super tough you know Marv from Sin City type guy who's gonna hack his way through everything. Right. Uh, this guy was pretty cool, and uh, I like this supporting cast a lot. I thought the twist was cool with uh, the priest, and I was kind of curious about the person in the village who's like, "Hey, Magnus, you want all of your weapons and armor you've been stashing behind my, you know, like that sort of stuff." So yeah, I mean, it's basically he's got a like world a, set up, like but, a detective comic set in like yeah, Viking times, which, which is, is pretty awesome, pretty sweet. Um, so I'm curious where this goes. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'll read some more. Let's see, it. So there you go. Let's see where it goes. All right, 
That was Black Red, everyone. Next up, we have Goldie Vance, number one, by Hope Larson, Brittany Williams, and Sarah Stern. So this is a teen detective comic, and teen detective things are my favorite kind of things. <laughs> That's um, weird. <laughs> you know, when you grow up on Nancy Drew. Oh, right. right. <laughs> so yeah, this is about Goldie Vance, who is a, um, she's a valet at a hotel or a resort in Florida that her father manages. Um, but her passion is she wants to be a detective. So she's like sort of, there's an in-house detective at the hotel and she is his assistant, but she basically like sort of inserts herself in, in <laughs> yeah. everything. Is she really an assistant or is she just doing it even though he doesn't want well, to Well, he help. seems to, I mean, he seems to accept her presence pretty uh, easily. I don't think so. Not enthusiastically, <laughs> but um, so yeah. So within this issue, you it sets up, um, sort of her place in the hotel and the cast of characters who are really sweet and it's Brittany Williams whose art is incredibly cute so it looks really really good um, but also sets up this interesting kind of larger mystery yeah. and some also a larger story involving like the people who own the hotel right. um, so yeah it's great it's like it takes place in the 50s or 60s so it feels very um, fun and kind of like you're watching a surf movie right. made in the 60s there's a really good rebel without a cause reference yeah and and they, there's, they do some good stuff there's a there's a race like it's it's cute as heck there's um, a race car driver named skunk who has a white streak in his hair that is true one of my favorite <laughs> characters he's great i'm sure he'll come into play later I yeah hope so uh, um they're gonna need a driver at some point yeah right i'm calling it <laughs> so yeah this was super cute um I am really, really glad that Brittany Williams apparently has the time to do both Hellcat and this book because I I love her work on both of those things. Yeah, how yeah. is she doing both of these? Well, this, no, no sleep. Um, yeah, this right? one's a uh, so four-issue miniseries, so she might have done some work on this previously. Oh, yeah. but, That's uh, true. But man, yeah, and the styles in this, like all the clothes and like hair and like the yeah. coloring. Uh, we're, we're trying to do some more throughouts to all the colorists uh, going forward. So Sarah Stern did an amazing job on this. She did. Uh, really nice palette. Yeah. Yeah, it's very but, like yeah. uh, sunshiny Florida. Yeah. Everything looks kind of like orangey yellow. Yeah. I mean, not like completely, but <laughs> it's always got like this kind of uh, dusk. <laughs> it looks like it's yeah. always dusk. Yeah. And a lot of the cast of characters are... Um, people of color and one of the yep. things that i like a lot about this coloring is that they're not all the same color <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is you know if you remember ron wimberly's thing about color that he did for the nib last year that was one of his complaints that right. like not not all black people look the same right, not yeah. everybody looks the same in the same lighting like right. you know it's it's a problem so that's that was a thing that i really enjoyed about this as well but this is great it was so great good. that was gold advance number one next up we have heartthrob number one by christopher sabella and Robert Wilson the fourth, and Nick Gillardi. Yeah, yes. he's the colorist. Let's see it. Let's see it. Um, yeah. So, what is this book about? So it's basically about this um, complicated this girl who <laughs> needs a heart transplant. Uh, she gets a heart transplant, and well, it takes places in the seventies when heart transplants were incredibly right, new like and brand, risky. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like really bad recovery, and yeah. so um, like and she's even like, getting one only extends her life by like right. a few years. Right. Yeah. So she's gonna die anyway, but she like. Uh, she kind of hates her life. We love her job. Well, and also, she's been kind of like living this like really rigorous life to get the money for this heart transplant. Right. So, and um, also because she's been in such ill health with her bad heart. Right. Yeah. So it's like. Right. So everything's going wrong. Um, well, then uh, the twist is that she finds out that the 
person whose heart she has uh, kind of lives in her memory or maybe not. Maybe he's actually there, a spirit. Anyway, she could talk to the person that's in there. Um, they don't actually tell you that in this issue, although that seems to be who he is. That was actually... No, they tell you somewhere. I, I, I remember it saying it somewhere in there. Really? Because yeah. I was... Yeah. D- I felt like it never happened. No, it that reveal it never does. happened. Yeah, it does yeah. at some point. I remember. Oh, okay, remember here it is. About it. Yeah, but then so yeah, and they're. I mean, that's what he says. Yeah. Well, they're like in love, right? It could be something else. Who knows? But then it cut. Uh, then it cuts to the end. Cuts to like a few years later, or a year later, and stuff has gone terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, th- um, I think that's the good twist: is that her heart donor is a master criminal. Yeah. So basically, she's. Uh, being taught how to rob banks. But also there's some interesting bits about like, is she being affected by this new organ within her? Like her personality starts right. to shift. She knows some of the stuff that only he would know. Right. And uh, they certainly have a interesting relationship, very flirtatious connection right. between them. Interesting kind of like uh, pseudo supernatural. Yeah. It was amazing. This was like such a weird concept that actually is pulled off really, really well. Right. And there's a lot of great moments in here. Yeah. Um, so she like with her boss and stuff. Um, yeah, that was Heartthrob number one. Next up, we have House of Penance number one by Peter Tomasi, Ian Bertram, and Dave Stewart. Okay, so um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Winchester Mystery House. I have. It is a real place. (laughs) It is a real place in California. So it was built by the Winchester family of Winchester repeating rifle fame. And uh, John Winchester, who created the rifle or invented it anyways um he his wife after he and their young daughter died kind of lost her mind and became convinced that she was haunted by all of the people who had been killed by winchester rifles and that in order to appease them she had to keep building their house so if you go to the Winchester Mystery House, like it's nuts. Like there are stairways that go to nowhere. There are doors that open to nothing. Right. There are, you know, it's really, really interesting. Because so like her slogan of, was like that the hammers could never stop. Right. Hammering. It had to do yeah. with the the motion, the noise. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this is a book about that and about her, uh, Anne. I think her name was Anne Winchester, and um, it's it takes that premise and like, which is already pretty crazy and interesting and like yeah. pulls it to its horror extreme right. yep. um so yeah it's great it's um violent in a way that is it's over the top but also in a way that like you're like oh this is the what this is what people were using these rifles for like <laughs> right. this is this is what's fueling this kind of thing yeah and i guess the other main character is like this uh what is he kind of a murderous thug who does jobs that need get done he's, yeah mercenary kind of guy brutally yeah yeah mercenaries is a good word he seems to just be killing native americans yeah but he's doing it to like for like frame stuff and like try and get things passed like yeah he's yeah he's killing people for terrible reasons at the time i mean the government was definitely paying people to kill native americans right i mean that's 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 where i was going with it (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I think he works for like the government yeah so So Um, basically people you know if you were hired to be a worker on the Winchester house, like you're, you're working night and day and you had to give up your guns. And so he ends up being employed there and that's kind of where they're they're, all criminals. So they're all criminals. It's, it's interesting. I don't know. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, Ian Bertram's art is incredible. It's so so good. If you've never (laughs) seen it before, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, he did. What did he do? He did some Batman stuff at some point. He did some Batman Incorporated, I think. Yeah. Or just a regular one. issue of Batman. I can't remember. He did but one called Bowery Boys. Yeah, he did Bowery Boys and... But man, he's so good. Other things, yeah. Uh, but yeah, how would you describe it? It's kind of like 
Oh, Frank yeah. quietly crossed with somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, super detailed. It's very um, unique. Um, right. He uses lines really well, right. like cross, kind of cross hatching, and but like man, there's some great layouts in this too. Really, really like, good. And the character designs are really neat too. Yeah. Um, everybody looks different, which is always important. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, that was House of Pants number one. So good. Next up, we got Jackpot number one by Ray Fox, Marco Fela, and Stephanie Renee. 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 Um, yeah, so this is a, uh, basically just a heist, kind of a heist book, um, with a few twists to it. Um, the, the, this first issue is about kind of introducing each of the characters and their roles in the, in the team, um, as they scam this millionaire out of, uh, all these, uh, millionaire bail, drug bail, lord. bail bonds. Yeah. Yeah. On his yacht. <laughs> While on his, his yacht. security dudes. Right. So, um, and it's, I mean, there's not much else to it, but it's fun. And uh, if you like heist stuff, it's pretty interesting. There's kind of like a twist at the end that makes it seem like something bigger is going on. But um, yeah, I, f- I feel like uh, if every issue is kind of like this, I- I'm into it. Like if it's if each issue is like a different heist with a little bit of a bigger story building. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm just, I mean, I'm a huge heist movie yeah. fan. So yeah, me too. If you're into it, like you'll like this. Um, it's actually pretty clever. It's got a lot of cool twists. Yeah, yeah, clever twists. Um, it's definitely some crazy stuff happens. Uh, a lot of people die and b- boats explode. And um, but overall, it's fun. Um, yeah, that's jackpot. There's not really much to say about it. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> if you've seen a heist movie, you know what it, you're getting. Yep. Um, next up, we have Moon Knight number one by Jeff Lemire, Greg Smallwood, and Jordy Belair on colors. So Moon Knight is back again. Uh, he's been run through a couple of three or four different creative teams over the last few years. Uh, Warren Ellis, kind of the one who's no, who's the one who did it? Warren Ellis. It was Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby. Who did to that? Start and actually, after that, it was um, it was Brian Wood, Brian Wood and, and Greg, Greg Smallwood. Yeah, but who did it? Who does be- this? Who did it before Warren Ellis? It oh, was back Bendis. Then? Bendis. That was Bendis. Bendis, and Malieve. Bendis kind of took Bendis and Malieve kind of took him down the path of like really multiple showing how crazy thing, he yeah. was as a multiple multiple personality disorder, uh, and they're still rolling with it. So all these new teams have kind of had their own extra take on it. Right. Uh, and this one starts with Moon Knight uh, being in an insane asylum where he has been locked up. And the twist on this was that his alter ego seems to be a real person that is not him. And he is just a crazy person who believes he is that other person and has also believed that he's become Moon Knight. But then, of course, maybe he really is Moon Knight. Yeah, he starts seeing visions and he, yep. everybody turns into like these Egyptian cat people and there's a yeah. pyramid in the city. It's amazing. Um, but you can't his, tell if like his he's... delusions are like some of the coolest like Egyptian superhero right. Moon Knight art I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, Greg Smallwood's art is really, really good. Um, you know, it's like the beginning of it. It's like this interesting kind of almost like Sienkiewicz style. It's a little more like, um, I don't know, sketchy. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it, what did he draw? He does some he really did, um, good layouts too. Oh, he was drawing that uh Dream Thief? Dream Thief? Is that what it's called? Oh, is that him? Yeah, that one with the guy with the mask. Oh yeah. yeah that was a really good one. Huh. Um but yeah, uh it's awesome. This book is so good. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird book. It's not there's no m- not much Moon Knight like action stuff. Oh in yeah. It. Oh man. It's so mostly good. just asylum it's mostly stuff. Mostly abyss- People trying to convince him of different things. Yeah, that he's a crazy. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. Best way to do it. My guess is that he's not only kind of crazy. He's crazy 
as but, a superhero, not crazy as a not superhero. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was Moon Knight number one. Next, uh, last, but certainly not least, you have Star Wars special C-3PO number one by James Robinson and Tony Harris from uh, Starman. Yeah, which was amazing one thing the, that they're working on this, but okay. Yeah, I think they did one other thing together bef- between this and Starman. Yeah. Like, I think it was a Starman thing. They did that Shade. Oh, yeah, that miniseries. Miniseries, right? Yeah. I think he did part of it. Yeah. So this is actually just a single story. Yeah, it's a one-shot. It's a one-shot. So Sadly, for all you C-3PO action fans. Well, you know, if you were wondering how C-3PO got that red arm. The long-awaited story of how C-3PO got a red arm. I thought it's, he it's got pretty much by what what you thought happened. It's funny because I actually <laughs> forgot that C-3PO had a red arm in the movie. <laughs> I did too. He was, he was not a big part of the new movie. Yeah, he's in it a little bit, but yeah, I yeah, I just I just completely forgot about it. But uh, this story is great. This is a uh, it's all droid. It's an all droid story. It's about uh, C-3PO and he's captured this um, droid that is uh, belongs to the First Order. Yeah, First Order. And he's uh, he. They have uh, captured Admiral Akbar, yeah. So he's trying to get information from this droid, and at the same time, they've crashed on this alien planet that's like super dangerous. Everything is trying to like destroy them, Um, and it gets really philosophical. There's a lot of talk about like their memories getting erased, and they still have glimpses of them. Right, and And the droids are not their purpose. Yeah, droids aren't capable of. You know morals. So right. how how are you convinced that the first order is right? How right. Am like, I yeah. How are we enemies? The resistance is right. Yeah. Like because my program. Well, yeah. Me to. Yeah. Um, but also, it's also like every droid is a different type of droid with a yeah. different personality. So one's like a combat droid. My favorite like is a... the construction droid yep. who can only say his own name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the greatest <laughs> the greatest thing you can do with a robot. Uh, that's great. <laughs> Trailer um, is so a yeah. killer. By the end, you find out how. He got his arm. Hooray! Um, yeah. I don't know. It was really good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It's a great one shot. Um, Especially like honestly, I really care about how C three PO got his arm, but the I, story is great. I didn't yeah. really care about C three PO, and then in I'm general, like, yeah, and I'm like, this was actually really good. <laughs> I don't care so, about C three PO. I don't. Um, but yeah, if you're like Star Wars and you want to know this story, even if you don't want to know the story, it's good. <laughs> Check it out. There we go. That was Star Wars C three PO number one, and that was our episode. All right. So what? what are, what's our favorites? What was your? You favorite have a favorite thing? for the week? Goldie Vance. Um. Oh man, there are a lot of Fast really and the good Furious ones. Seven. I mean, of those three, you picked seven. Yeah. Oh man. Seven. I don't know, man. They're all seven. Was I really don't know fun. what to say to you, man. Um. But yeah, my favorite book this week. I don't know what my favorite book was. I can't even decide. Probably House of Penance. Yeah. Um, solely based on the art. I mean, the story's great, but just on art, I might go Moon Knight. But yeah, very small. His <laughs> art is really good. Yeah, maybe Moon Knight, but Heartthrob also I really, really liked. Yeah. So that was a really clever one. And that the twist at the end of it was amazing. You but can only pick one. <laughs> only one, That's Jared. not true. It says favorites. <laughs> that means one each. Oh. This is how we <laughs> can, ended up with borrow? honorable mentions of our top ten. Yeah, man. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff coming out. <laughs> that is some BS. All right. Um, I'll go Moon Knight. All right. All right. You, you heard it here. You heard it here. Moon Knight. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> All right. we'll, we'll be back next week without any Fast and the Furious talk. Zero. I highly doubt it. Unless <laughs> unless it takes another like year and then there's Fast and the Furious movies out. That'd be amazing. Uh, All right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>